This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Welcome to episode 53 of TGIC Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. Okay, so today we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I don't know, we were kind of feeling in a, a rut, or I was feeling in a rut. I'm not yeah. going to speak for Yeah, no, we Izzy. both were. Um, and we were just so busy at the end of the year. Yeah, and it just, we lost time a little bit, we haven't posted an episode in a bit, and we just wanted to do something a little bit different, I don't know, it felt very... Monotonous. Yeah, like we were just picking very similar cases, nothing like was really standing out. And mm-hmm. so we wanted to do something different and we also wanted to spread a little bit of awareness and discuss one of the most mysterious types of cases. So today we're each going to be discussing a different case about a doe victim from a suspected homicide case. So these are like most definitely homicide cases, but I think they can't yes. officially say that because it's like... It's unidentified. Yeah, exactly. So, when you can't solve it, you can't be like, for sure it's a homicide, but yeah, it's totally a homicide. Yeah. Anyway, at the end, we'll share a little bit of information on how you can help, because I understand, like, a lot of people feel inspired maybe by Mm -hmm. this. Or sometimes, I don't know, like, I'm always listening out, trying to figure out if I'm related to doe victims. No, literally. Same. Because, okay, one of these people, one of the victims, I was doing research, and I texted Izzy, and I'm like, Izzy, am I going crazy, or do I look like this person? No, it was so weird, and then I pulled up a picture of Jillian from, like, a few months ago, I don't know, it just, like, they had the same facial expression. Yeah. My parents said that. no. We should post that comparison <laughs> and see what people have to say. My parents literally were like, Jillian, no, that doesn't look anything like it, you. It literally looks Okay, like and I was, I'll talk more about this later, but I had weird connections to where she, they suspected she had connections to, <gasps> and I was really fucking freaked out by this, and, but my parents were like, no, Jillian, you don't look like her, but Izzy and I think, I, I think look she like looks, her. I think she looks pretty similar. Okay. Um, and then I found another case that was really interesting. It was also solved by DNA. Or, like, part of it, a fragment of it was solved. Yeah. So, we're actually going to be talking about unsolved, right? Unsolved yes, cases. unsolved. Yes. Today we're doing unsolved. Unidentified. And unidentified. And yes. we'll probably do, because Izzy found a really I interesting really solved cool dough case, so we'll probably be doing that in, like, mm-hmm. you know, the next months or so, just because it was super interesting. But yeah. today we're talking about some unsolved, unidentified, basically total mystery stories. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to start off, and mine is called The Cheerleader in the Trunk, and this happened in 1982. That was super dark. Yeah. So, The Cheerleader in the Trunk was discovered on August 24th, 1982, and kind of interesting. She was found by two mushroom hunters, oh. which is what I want to do. I didn't know I didn't know that. Do you want to do I don't want to be a mushroom hunter, but I want to <laughs> be a, a, a mycologist. I didn't know you had any interest in mushrooms, Izzy. I had no yeah. clue whatsoever. Yeah, I, I love them. Anyways, so I'm she like was... looking around your room right now, you got mushrooms <laughs> fucking everywhere. There's, like, mushrooms drawn on your chalkboard, like, yeah. giant mushrooms. Like, you got a mushroom on your water bottle. I'm, so I'm crazy about them. Anyways, so she was found by two mushroom hunters who were in the Gambrel State Park in Frederick, Maryland. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Hopefully. Oh, they have mushrooms in Maryland? Yes, they have oh. mushrooms anywhere, man. Oh, okay. Except for, like, deserts. I feel like they're too dry. Anyways. 
Um, the couple were actually hiking through the woods, and they discovered a large trunk that was covered by sticks and leaves off of a gravel road in the park itself. Oh, wait, is this not, like, a car trunk? This is, like, a trunk trunk? No, it's, like, a freaking like, storage trunk. Oh, like, shit! there are pictures of it online! Oh my god, I'd like, like, a car trunk. Oh, this no. is horrifying. Like, you know when you go to sleepaway camp and they re- recommend they take a trunk? Yeah, oh Like, shit. that trunk. And so they obviously went off the road to go look at it, just whatever because i mean if i saw that i would look at it too i wasn't i wouldn't think that there would be a freaking body in it anyway so it was kind of concealed by sticks and leaves and to their horror when they opened it um they're faced with the skeletonized human remains of a woman with long brown hair and the police were immediately called to the scene and they began investigating So, upon further inspection, it was determined that the remains had been inside of the trunk for at least a few months, but this is ridiculous to me, but it could have been for as long as 10 years, which is such a big time gap, and, like, this insinuates that she could have either been killed in the spring of the same year or in freaking 1972, which was 10 years before. Huh. Which is so weird. That's really weird. And an o- didn't figure that out. No, and an autopsy determined that the woman was between five two and five six, and she had shoulder length dark brown hair. She was white, and it was possible that she had actually naturally auburnish red hair, but had dyed it brown at some point in time. So the initial this is also ridiculous, but the initial estimate of her age was between seventeen and forty five. <laughs> they couldn't figure that no, out. No, which again is horribly inaccurate and way too large of a range to be helpful in it. I'm sorry, I feel like I could figure out a smaller range because there's a no, lot of differences. There are so many differences. Like, I'm sorry, when you have the ability, like, not to be vulgar, but when you have the ability to cut somebody open, you should be able to tell if they're, like, in a smaller range between 17 and 45. I don't know. And, I mean, she had another, like, interesting thing was that she had, like, very extensive and expensive dental work done, Hmm. including multiple fillings, a root canal, and two gold crowns, which, like, may not seem like, that's, like, that's a big dental history yeah and she this but the weirder thing is that she had two extremely impacted wisdom teeth which most likely caused like immense pain you had those didn't you i did and i got them removed but like that's just interesting like why would she have all this dental work and then two things that could be easily taken out yeah yeah like i don't know i i always find dental work and identifying those so interesting because Mm -hmm. either Either they were really, like, you know, they had money. But that always makes me think, if they had money, like, where's their family, like, not looking for them? Exactly. If they should have the resources to be able to, like, look out and blah, blah. And that, to me, is sketchy. Yeah. But then also it makes me think prostitute. Why does it make you think that? Why do you don't think about it? Because prostitutes always have, if, like, something's wrong, their, like, pimp will pay for them to get fixed so that they can still make money. Oh my gosh. Like, no one wants a prostitute with ugly teeth. Dude, wait until I talk about the theories in this case, because you just talked about two of them. Really? (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Oh, I'm so smart. Okay, so the dental work is really unique, and they hoped that it would help investigators to identify her. However, that wasn't the case, because they actually noticed that this dental work was specifically, like, the type of dental work they do when you're in dental school. Hmm. So, it either, like, insinuated a few things, and I'll talk about them later. And the most interesting thing about this case, actually, in my opinion, is that her skeleton suggested that she was a gymnast or a cheerleader for a large duration of her life. Oh, is this why she's called the cheerleader in the trunk? Yes! So her bone structure and her legs and pelvis, as well as the appearance of a unique spinal condition called spondylosis, which it strengthens the, strengthens the, 
strengthens this claim. Huh, I didn't know you were like body could change structure from yeah gymnastics I didn't stuff. either like my cousin she was a big gymnast when she was really little and because of it she like her growth was really stunted huh. so she was like four two and then she stopped doing gymnastics and grew literally a foot in a year that's insane which is crazy and there was like but these two characteristics kind of like are really usually seen in those with like this the athletic sphere of gymnasts mm-hmm. And spondylosis, by the way, is, like, it's, like, your spine has a bunch of fractures in it from, like, doing a lot of exercise where you're, like, constantly jumping and stuff like that. Mm, interesting. So, even with all this information gathered by the autopsy, a cause of death couldn't be determined because there was some signs of strangulation, like, she had some broken bones at the base of her skull and neck, and there was also the appearance of blood on her highest vertebrae. But this is also consistent of post-mortem injuries that she could have sustained with her body, like, when her body was shoved into a trunk. Yeah. Like, it, think about, like, your head being, like, put forward. Was her face dismembered or was it visible? Um, they don't, they didn't really specify, but by this, I'm assuming that it was, like, tucked into, like, maybe... No, like, I mean, like, you know how, this is so, this is so, like descriptive but like you know how some dogs they like can't see their face so they can't identify them but like was her face like destroyed to the point where you couldn't she was totally skeleton oh yeah okay yeah this is where i got lost yeah so you can't identify someone so that's why they thought it was like yeah they thought it was between like three months and 10 years okay i didn't realize you could skeletize in three months i know i didn't eat that's what's weird that's another weird thing these are like some amateur and she was also in a trunk don't you think it would have like Preserved, preserved her body yeah what the fuck no way was it it had to be much it had older to be than way longer months. like i mean and I she was also in maryland like i feel like that doesn't get super hot because i thought you didn't even skeletize for like a year after being no married, especially when you're being preserved no she was totally skeletonized yeah okay so what if she was somewhere else and they relocated her bones yeah because and then she was strangled and that's why she has that injury and it was just because her bones were yeah. like yeah I don't know, that's fucking I don't, weird. This, this whole thing is so weird. So, nothing was actually found with her remains other than a dark red towel that her body was wrapped in and the trunk itself. And I think, it, like, the idea of her being relocated is interesting, like, because I don't, like, maybe she was relocated not very long after she was killed, and that's why she was still intact. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so, when her body was first discovered, hundreds of leads and tips flooded into the police station, However, all of them sadly kind of led nowhere, and her case eventually went cold. And over time, some developments took place. So a lot of new sketches have been created that are more accurate due to new technology. Like, you can make sketches now of, like, they know what King Tut looked like. Yeah. Because of just, like, scanning and stuff. And her DNA, which, this sucks, but her DNA couldn't be tested because there's not enough to be extracted from her remains. Oh, shit, so they can't identify her, like, can't identify her now. Yeah. Because, yeah. Which is crazy. They couldn't get enough DNA? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. So she's never getting identified. No. That sucks. Yeah. Unless I'm someone so comes like, forward. like it, But they have her dental work. They have her dental work, and that's kind of it. But they haven't... It hasn't led anywhere. I know. But there has to be... Oh, there has to be a dental record somewhere. Yeah. And they also later determined that she was most likely between the ages of 17 and 27, because nothing in her autopsy suggested that she was any older than that. Mm-hmm. Um... And because this case is pretty well known, there are a few theories that are pretty interesting, in my opinion, I feel like we need to talk about really quickly. Okay, Okay, Jillian, you literally hit the nail on the head here. So, first, this one's kind of, I don't know. 
She was a known gymnast or cheerleader. It's an interesting theory, and it makes sense due to, like, what was found in her autopsy. And her dental work also suggests that she had money, which, like, you would get if you're a well-known athlete or of, like, a good family. But what doesn't make sense is, like, how would she not be identified by now? Yeah, there's no way she's a well-known like, athlete. Like, there's no way she's, like, in a gymnastics gym or whatever. Like, there, I just don't. I don't buy that. Um, second one is that she was wealthier of a wealthy family. Again, the dental work would suggest this, but it could also suggest the alternate theory that she was, like, maybe a dental student, and that's why she had all that work done that was in that style. Mm. Like, maybe they just, like, practiced on each other or whatever. That's so illegal. <laughs> I don't know. But again, wouldn't she have been reporting missing, like, if someone from her school or her yeah, family? Yeah, exactly. Have, yeah, I don't know. Like, if she's enrolled, there's no way she's enrolled in school. And they, she just dropped off the yeah. earth. Um, the last one and most interesting one that I'll discuss is that maybe she was an exotic dancer or a sex worker, and this makes sense due to her physique and some characteristics of her feet. Um, like, for example, her Achilles tendon was shortened, which insinuates that, like, she wore heels very often. Huh. And she also had, like, a specific foot shape that was, like, is characterized by people who wear heels a lot. Interesting. Which is, like, really, really interesting. And many women in the industry actually attest to the fact that dancing takes a really big toll on, her bo- on your body, which would make sense because of her spinal issues and also just her physique. And it's not uncommon for someone to quit and just never return to work one day. Yeah, so if she never showed up, they wouldn't really think too much of it Exactly. But also, sex workers are often put in really dangerous situations. Exactly. In the dental work, huh. it makes sense because maybe she was getting it done under the table by a dental student, and that's why it was in that style. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And then also, like, the way she was killed. Like, being put in a trunk off the side of, like, Mm -hmm. is, yeah. I think I'm right. And then also the dyed hair. I was thinking about that. Like, going from, like, red to, like, black almost. Mm Mm-hmm. Because red's, like, auburn is very distinctive. It's, like, yeah. I don't know. Dark brown isn't. And dark brown just kind of makes you one of many. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And also, like, having dyed hair would also put her in that category of having, like, changes for appearance that mm-hmm. would relate to being a sex worker. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe, like, her wisdom teeth were taken out because you, like, have a long, like, gift to get better from that. After. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I think we solved this case. I, th- I think we did. <laughs> Literally. Um, also, that would, ex- okay, that also just explains why she wouldn't be identified. Like, yeah. Like, that happens so often when they can't identify someone because they're a sex worker, mm-hmm. and they're probably not using their real name, they probably haven't been in contact with their family And this was while. the 80s. Yeah. Even more so. So it's like, yeah, to even more of an extreme that they probably weren't using their real name. They probably hadn't spoken to their family in a while. Mm-hmm. She was probably in her 20s. She probably, like, graduated high school and ran yeah. away or something. Or something happened. Yeah. yeah. And so she probably hasn't spoken to her parents since whenever, like, she went to go start sex work. Mm-hmm. And so they wouldn't even think no. to know that she was missing and murdered. Yeah. Well, and there you go. Yeah. And like, I think the know? dental work, that's like a... I feel like that is just exactly what... Because I, I always think if someone has a lot of dental work, they either came for money or they're a prostitute. Yeah. I just... That's what I think. It makes sense. Okay. My turn. <laughs> okay. So today I'm going to be talking about the Miami-Dade County Jane Doe from 1979. Mm-hmm. So originally I thought there was one. Apparently there's like 14 million Miami-Dade County Jane Doe's. Oh. Like there's a lot. Like a lot, a lot. It took me a while to like find the specific one when I was doing research. <laughs> But, okay, so she was originally found on September 4th of 1979, and she was found laying, like, face down in the parking lot of an apartment building near a dumpster. Not mm. in the dumpster, near the dumpster. Was she decomposed, or was she... Uh, no, so I'll get to that. She okay. was not decomposed. 
Um, so the name of the complex was the Biscayne Gardens Apartments. I don't know if that sticks nice. out to anyone, but I thought I'd share. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in northwest Miami, and it's just off of a highway. It's off of Highway I-95, which I feel like is important. Highways are creepy. Highways are creepy. Anyway, residents found the body and called in authorities that morning when they found her. Mm-hmm. So an autopsy was performed, which concluded that her cause of death was strangulation, which means, you know, it's, it's a homicide, basically. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can accidentally strangle someone. I mm. just cannot think of a situation where you'd accidentally strangle no, someone. No, no. I mean, maybe if you're it joking. It takes, like, such immense force. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I literally cannot think of how you can accidentally strangle someone. What was she strangled with? Or they, do you not know? I couldn't figure that out. I'm pretty not sure. Not a garrote? No, not, it wasn't, like, there was nothing on her. It was probably, like, hands. Hands. <laughs> I almost, like, strangled myself to, yeah, like, no, gesture you, what you I was doing. Hands in yeah. your throat. <laughs> um... But uh, an exact time of death could not be determined because it, like, I don't know, just, I, I don't know why they can't identify these things. I feel like some cases they're, like, down to a T. It's, like, 4.35. But yeah. then, like, sometimes they're, like, we don't know. But it's suspected it was a few hours before she was found because she was in, like, burger. Yeah, she was, like, in the, con- I, she wasn't, like, decomposing or anything. Yeah. And also, she was in, like, an open parking lot and no one found her sooner. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's just, you would find... Like, she's probably dropped there in the middle of the night. Someone was out in the morning. And they exactly. Um, investigators suspected that she was murdered somewhere else and then dumped in the parking lot because there was no visible crime scene, obviously. Yeah. No one heard anything in the apartments, or at least no one came forward by hearing mm-hmm. anything. Also, it was very close to a highway, which brings me back to the fact that highways are fucking creepy. They're so creepy. So someone probably murdered her, put her back in their car, drove a little bit, and then dumped her in a parking lot right off the highway and hopped back on. Because it's just so weird to think about it. You can go so quickly on the highway. Mm-hmm. Like, go from county to county in 10 minutes instead of 40. Also, specifically in Florida, highways yeah. go straight, like, straight it's down. Totally straight. And they, you just, you can hit, like, every city just going down the same highway. Mm-hmm. Like, along whichever coast you're on. This is the East Coast, and that's where I'm most familiar with, actually. Um, so, but, like, going down the East Coast, you could just, like, keep going for a while. Or turn back around and go all the way back up. Yeah. And you just go straight for so long, and you can get anywhere. I, I don't know. Highways, and highways specifically in Florida, really freaked me out. Anyway, uh, in the beginning, there was almost a lead. So, investigators thought that they discovered that she was an 18-year-old named Fallowin. I don't know if that's how you say that name. Fallowin? I don't know. S. Love from Hollywood, Florida. Um, which is pretty close to Miami. It's kind of like a suburb, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, they also identified a close relative to Fallowin S. Love, who lived in New York, and so they thought this was kind of a lead, this was going somewhere, but I think it eventually dropped off because it was never confirmed to the public and never really reintroduced yeah. again. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really know where that came from. I don't know where it, why it disappeared, but I guess it wasn't legit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in 2014, a new lead kind of emerged. So it's possible that she was a runaway from Ohio named Tina, who possibly went by the nickname of Sheba. Sheba. I don't really know how they came across this, but they did, and this they shared it with the public. Okay. So, Tina was from Ohio, and she was last seen leaving her home in 1977, which is then two years later, this is when this doe popped up. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, she could have been doing something, yeah. who knows what, and then died two years later, and her family would have already thought she was gone, so. Yeah. Um, very little has been shared about this lead since it was first introduced in 2014. So, another, like, connection that I came across was that she was possibly involved in a motorcycle gang. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so she had these motorcycle, like, exhaust burns on the inside of her calves, Mm. which means that she spent time as, like, a passenger on a motorcycle. That's, like, you don't get it from driving, you get it from riding. Yeah. 
And apparently during this time in South Florida, like Miami area, Fort Lauderdale, that whole region, there was a lot of motorcycle gangs in this, like, in the late 70s in South Florida, there was a lot of motorcycle gangs. Interesting. And so... Uh, because of this, internet sleuths have suspected that she was involved in this, like, South Florida motorcycle gang, but it hasn't really been substantiated, it's just something that I read about on Reddit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was kind of interesting and worth sharing. Mm-hmm. And so, in- these internet sleuths that I've found on Reddit have also <laughs> um, made connections to her possibly being, like, this missing girl named Cheryl Ann Moser. And so I'm looking into this, right? And they're, like, convinced. These are these are people on Reddit, like, posting, like, I've solved this Jane Doe case, blah, 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 yeah. blah. She's Cheryl Ann Moser. And I look at this. They're, like, based this on visual similarities. They look like the same person. I'm sorry. These women do not look alike. Yeah, that's, Just like, not the even Tara a Calico bit. thing, kind of. Yeah. Like, I feel like they don't look alike. Okay, I disagree, because I think they look alike. But. I don't know. Whatever. I think in this case, this my, this doe does not look like this Cheryl Ann Moser person. Yeah. I just literally could not find a single single sim, single single sim, simula- similarity. Single similarity. I could not find one. So like, not to discredit these people, but I'm totally gonna discredit them because I just think it's bullshit. Plus, if that was true, why wouldn't the police have? Exactly. Because clearly, no one's figured it out yet because the police haven't done anything. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then this, this is really something that creeped me out, because I didn't realize this, and then someone mentioned it casually on on Reddit when I was reading through comments on something, and I don't really know how it plays into effect, but something weird is that the same day that she was discovered, the same day that she was supposedly murdered, is when Hurricane David made landfall in South Florida. Yeah. The same day a hurricane hit, she's just found, and she's never been identified. I don't know why, but things like, like, okay, like... Sneha Phillip in 9-11. Yes. Just when things, like, like happen like that. Yeah, like, when there's this disaster happening, and then there's also someone who just mysteriously goes missing or dies or whatever, happening at the same time freaks me out. It's weird. Because it's just, it's a weird coincidence, and it makes me think we're not enough things done in the beginning, because a lot of people were working on hurricane efforts. Yeah. Or was there something that allowed somebody to, like, escape quicker and more, like, unnoticed? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they didn't have, like, as many highway patrol people looking out for sketchy people in cars with bodies because they were looking out for the hurricane. Yeah, and it was also, like, the 70s. Yeah. So, like, even more so. Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of weird. Thought I'd share. It just gave me a weird vibe when I read that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, and that's kind of it. But now I'm going to share some physical descriptors in this case. So, she was a white female between 17 and 25, and she was between 5'6 and 5'8 and weighed about 120 pounds. She had some acne on her face, which I thought was just, like, I noted it because I thought the medical examiner made it, and like, a note. in a note. Yeah. Which I've never seen that before. Yeah. So I guess it was enough that he thought it was important to note. She had strawberry blonde hair and, like, hazel eyes or, like, green-gray eyes. And when she was found, she was wearing a yellow floral print scarf, a white t-shirt, and jeans. But for some reason, no information about her potential, like, geographic origin has been shared, which I thought was annoying because, like, you know, I always yeah. find it interesting when they're like, oh, yeah, she drank water, so she's from Florida. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love when they do that. I find it so satisfying. But and they also, she wasn't decomposed at all. So yeah, why didn't they look into that? One? I don't know. Maybe it was, like, a lack of technology, but I don't know why they wouldn't have looked into it since. Yeah. Um, she also came from a middle class or wealthy family, probably, because she had teeth fillings, so mm-hmm. she had access to some dental care. Yeah. And in this case, I don't suspect she was a sex worker, necessarily. Because it wasn't, like... Because it wasn't so... I mean, she could have. I don't really know. You never know. That. It's like a feeling, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. I really could not tell you why. Maybe it was the way she was dressed. Yeah, no, because, like, 
a scarf and a white t-shirt. Yeah, and she jeans. was just very like Florida. Yeah, not very... almost touristy. Yeah, wait, I was just thinking that maybe she was a tourist. Hmm. Interesting. But if she was a tourist, wouldn't someone be looking for her? Yeah, exactly. Who tourists by themselves? No, I don't know. Um. Okay, but here's why I think she looks like me. We're going to get into that really quickly. Why I freaked out for a minute the other day because I thought she was related to me. So I'm looking at her and she's just... Something about her nose eyebrow structure bothered me. Like, it, it didn't... I don't know. It was just something about how her... The positioning of her facial features, I guess that's how I would mm-hmm. describe it, like, looked like mine. Yeah. And also, okay, her connections to places weirded me out because, okay, she had... When they thought she was this fallow in love person, they thought she had a relative in New York, like in the Bronx or something. That, I have so much family from New York. You do? Like a lot, like both sides of the family, like just all over, a lot in New York. I also, okay, and then they thought she was Tina from Ohio. I don't have a lot of connection to Ohio, but my dad was born in Ohio and lived there when he was a kid. Yeah. Oh my god, I need something Stop, stop. Turn it, turn it Sorry. Okay. Um, anyway, so I have some connection to Ohio. My dad did live there when he was younger. Mm-hmm. My, uh, Nana went to college there. Mm-hmm. Like, I have some connection to Ohio. It's, like, not just this random state. It's, like, the only state in the Midwest I have some sort of connection to. And then also Florida. I was fucking born in Florida. My parents lived there forever. My Florida. grandparents lived there. Like, I have so much family. And specifically in South Florida. And Southeastern Florida. Southeastern Florida. So much family. Anyway, I Turned was deeply... Turned she's like your great-great-great-great-grandma or something. She's not that old. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was deeply disturbed by this. Um, it's possible I don't even look like her, and then I just went down a rabbit hole. I think hole. she looks kind of similar to her. I was just weirded out, just a little little bit. Um, maybe I need to submit DNA and see see what happens. Yeah. But I was a little disturbed. Anyway, um, these were the cases of, you know, the cheerleader in the trunk. The cheerleader in the trunk. And the Miami-Dade County Doe. So if you have any information that could lead to the identification of these people, and we'll have pictures on our Instagram too, so mm-hmm. if you think you look like one of these people or have connections to these places or something, reach out to, like, the DNA Doe Project or the Doe Network. These are going to be linked on our website. If you have information that you think is helpful, share it. Share it. Even if it's little. Yeah, even if it's little, even if you think it sounds stupid, share it. Just see what happens. It could solve a case. Anyway, these are going to be linked in our sources, like I said. And, you know, thank you for listening. We really wanted to share this with you guys. And we will have a new episode out on the 30th, because we're on this, like, weird summer schedule. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at tgic.podcast. Bye!